Tom. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello and welcome back to our second part of the Double Bill Special Sized Man Sized Pass It On podcasts. Steve, you are clearly raring to go. <laughs> I want to say the word woof just because it's manly. Dogly. There's a camp quality to that. <laughs> Not in the way I say it. Uh, it makes me think of my dog. Woof. No, that's clearly manly. Right. A big Rottweiler dog. Alsatian-y type. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't really fit I think it's a no. shih tzu, to be no, honest. I think it's a chihuahua. Give us a tip. Give us a tip. <laughs> don't ask. I bet they all feel sorry for me out there. I bet they all think, oh, poor Steve. He gets, he gets picked on by those people. We'll, well ask them. They're bad Absolutely. Too. You can uh, write to us at the Pass It On pod on Twitter yeah, and can do a poll. stand up for Steve. Mum, did you hear that, Mum? <laughs> Are you ready? Good. Yes. You're sitting up straight, you're not. I am. Seven things we should never do in the house, and these are all electrical tips. One, don't have long flexes for electrical equipment. They may become unsafe, especially if at all frayed. Two, don't roll up flexes tight. This kinks the wires and breaks them. Three, don't leave flexes under carpets or lino or through doors or windows. Four, don't pull out a plug by flex, pull out the plug itself. Six, don't fill the kettle. What about or five? Five, <laughs> don't fill the kettle or pour from it when it's switched on. Oh, I do Six, that do you? Yeah. Sorry. Go, go, go. Six. Wait, 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 was there on six? I don't know. Don't plug a vacuum or other appliance into lamp holders. What's a lamp holder? Oh, I know about this. Wait a minute till I get to seven. Okay. Here's the eighth of our seven. <laughs> Never touch any gadgets that are switched on while hands are wet. And that's from somebody who signs himself as Electrician Glasgow. And they want a pair of towels for that. Don't put your toaster in the bath. Because that should be number nine or eight or whatever it is. Yes, that kind of goes without saying. Do not electrocute yourself. Yeah. However, there's a if few things in If you threw the toaster that. in the bath when you well, weren't in it, you wouldn't electrocute yourself. Right, okay. Why would you throw the... I think we should reiterate our um, oh, yeah, disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> yes, don't try this at any home. Any of these at home. No. Don't, don't do anything that Connie says to do. Ever. <laughs> so like, I I remember the the point in there about plugging vacuums into light sockets, yes. lamp holders. So it used to be the case. I think in the early days of electricity, the only electrical points in houses was in the ceiling rows. It was yes. in the, the the cable that dropped down from the middle of your room, and so people would plug things in by leaning up, stretching up, standing on a chair, and plugging things in, taking the light bulb out, and plugging things into the mm. the socket that was dangling down from the ceiling. And yes. I'm presuming that those connections became comparatively standard, yeah. so that even yeah. once we yeah. had skirting board sockets, people would still plug things into lamps, indeed. table lamps, indeed. It doesn't actually explain why not to do that. It's a high Maybe power like draw, two, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it will be a power no. thing. thing. Kaboom is never good when no. talking about electricity. Try to try to avoid kabooms at home, folks. I think and there's a lot in there that is quite common sense. There is. Um, I think yeah. as well. I'd, I'm not wowed. I'd heard that one of the reasons you ought not to coil cables, as well as the fact that it can. Um, obviously damage the electrical conductors inside, the wires inside, it can create, obviously, a magnetic field. Electromagnetic field, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And a great big tangle. <laughs> a great big tangle. <laughs> yeah. Connie, 
thinking like a woman. <laughs> um, don't have long flexes for electrical equipment. What's they a long flex? Unsafe. A Is long that an flex. extension cable or like this wire? Is this a flex? Yeah, That's kind a flex, of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like not like a flex is in a. Um, thing. No, just like, yeah. let, let's be clear here. We're talking about people who were getting electricity in the house for the very first time. Yeah. And uh, I wonder what that man did before he was an electrician. That's a really good point. That's actually, a very good point. Yeah, um, let's ask him. Oh, maybe a long deed. Well, <laughs> actually, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Depends maybe if he tested any of his own safety. <laughs> maybe put a kettle, a uh, toaster in the bath. <laughs> You're obsessed with that. But it is I interesting, just, isn't it? Especially just now we're in this conversation about robots taking our jobs you know as, as automation becomes a thing um people are increasingly coming out of repetitive jobs the kind of jobs that can be automated mm-hmm. with robots and of course what your sort of conservative libertarians will say well what your left wingers will say is that's terrible you know we should be protecting these jobs smash yeah. the robots do you know where the word saboteur comes from connie no steve does i bet steve knows Steve does not. Steve does no, not. No. Steve is it saber-toothed tiger? No, it comes from <laughs> the, the French word for clogs is sabot, and it was people who'd jam machinery with them um, with wooden clogs, with, wooden clogs to, to, to as a. It's like the Luddites breaking uh-huh. machines in Lancashire. Have I got that right? I anyway. believe so. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, yeah. saboteur. Uh, that's where we get that word from. Anyway, I like that. It's a good word, isn't that it? That may appear in the Courier's grammar English usage column. What written because you're because you're an old tar, aren't you, Steve? You'll write for him. Do you? Yeah. I do anything for AV anytime, <laughs> for any time, and he'll probably steal that information and write it as his own. But my point: no, was. recycle, recycle. <laughs> yes, it's a very um, responsible attitude to journalism. <laughs> but my point was going to be um, before I took myself off on three or four tangents from my second tangent. <laughs> you know, we're in this, this time when people's jobs are going to be moving, but of course other jobs come along. That's yeah. kind of the point of the yeah. nature of yeah. how things change. And you're right, that your man there would have been something else was an electrician by definition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I wonder what he did. Maybe he fitted those light socket things. Well, then that would make an electrician. Oh, I don't know. Um, I kept really... I, I was in Tesco's not long ago and someone came up to me and said, don't use the self-service. You're They're taking people's jobs. And I've not been able to stop thinking about it every time I'm in Tesco's. I see what you mean. It's a definite thing, yeah. Yeah. But then if you go to the Tesco's up there beside our workplace, like 90% of the checkouts are self-service and there's only a couple of desks. Well, that's the point. (laughs) Because because that's exactly what's happened is that they've taken all the jobs and you can have one person manning 20 self-checkouts. I've honestly not stopped thinking about it since. Do you ever think about the things that we can't foresee in the future? Like... What, like years everything? Ago, well, no, well, 30 years ago, nobody would ever imagined that the internet would come along and change shopping as we know it and close all the local shops. Yeah. And listen no. to us chattering. Indeed, rubbish. yes. <laughs> but in 30 years' time, something else will come along and well, I, I'm you'll wonder what it is. I'm particularly interested in the, the, the things, that, the physical things we have and do that would make no sense out of context. So, you know, if you look around any street today, if you took photographs of people in the street today, you'd see a third of them walking around looking at their, the palms of their hands. Of course, they're looking mm-hmm. at smartphones. But we didn't have that at all 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Because everyone Actually, had bricks in their hands. We, we, we had phone <laughs> phones, but we didn't, we didn't, sort of, we didn't stand around, walk yeah. around looking at them all the time. Yeah. And, you know, we, that's the thing that we can't predict because we can't say that in 10 years' time, 15 years' time, we're going to be all doing something because we don't we've got no way of getting from here to there I, I do wish i had a crystal ball sometimes i really do and Absolutely. i know people say oh you want to ruin your ending but i do mm. <laughs> i've also got this theory that 
the generation that's coming up looks at what whatever the generation of today is doing and says, right, whatever happens, we're not doing that. And I have this fond wish that perhaps the next generation, kids who are now three or four years old, will think, I don't want to be on a phone all the time. I'll tell you what I want. I want to read a proper book or read a proper newspaper. Doubt it. I doubt it as well, but well, I'm, I'm hoping yes, it'll happen. <laughs> you have the youngest child. I have a three or four year old yeah, child. You'll have to, she'll have to I'll report the, yeah. back in 50 years yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you, they will do different things. They will look at men with beards walking about now, hipsters, and think, oh my God, that's so 20 teens. Oh. It's how <laughs> ridiculous that looks. Fair. I, I, mean, I have a beard, but I'll take that criticism. <laughs> that's not criticism. It's just the way, the way it'll be. I think and you're right, but I think maybe... I was surprised you said you'll find them reading books or reading newspapers because, of course, you know this. Had we gone back 100 years, people would have been saying, oh, people these days, they're all reading books and newspapers. They're not talking to people anymore. Indeed. And in fact, there are ancient Greek writings of people talking about, oh, young people these days, they don't know anything. They, they, <laughs> they, they, um, While they sit at their abacus. <laughs> absolutely. The Sunday Post of the 1950s is full of children today with no respect and, and what's that's happening in the world. And that's and that's where I take my values from. And but it, but it's absolutely true that every generation thinks that the next generation is degenerate. That's, yes. That's uh-huh. a definite thing. And of course, we, we had you, Connie, an episode or two mm. ago saying, you know, I think kids today don't give no respect to their, <laughs> to their teachers. R-E-S-P-C-T. Um, but it's a worrying thing to do. And, and I actually, I'm really hopeful for the next generation for a different reason, Steve, which is we see the next generation being activists. And being engaged with politics and the broader, you see the, the school strikes, we see Greta Thunberg, we see mm-hmm. the work that happened in the States following um, the Parkland shootings. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly engaged generation, much, much more so than your generation or Definitely. mine. Yes. I'm, I'm in awe, absolutely yeah. in awe of the teenagers of today. I think that they're an astonishing bunch of people. We've gone from men to teenagers. So let's just uh, take a little break and uh, reassert ourselves. <laughs> Remember, you can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code VINEGAR at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms, and here's your bonus ad break tip. A bunch of ordinary stinging nettles hung in your kitchen will keep flies away. Welcome back, loyal listener. We are going to talk about more manly things, and I'm going to start with those manliest of manly things, jam jars. <laughs> For stubborn caps on jam jars, to remove difficult screw-on caps, such as those on sauce bottles or jam jars, twist a rubber band round the cap. Connie's done this, I can tell. I've done this loads. Then the cap can be loosened quite easily by hand. James Murphy, 9 Games Hill View, Stewarton. OMG, my whole life has come together at last. So, I've been doing this for a really long time. My mum and my granny both do this. However, they add on the top, um, instead of a uh, rubber band, sort of jar, rubber band around the lid, hand, tea towel, hand. And that causes a sort of certain amount of kind of... Uh-huh. Frictioniness, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And Rubber gloves work as well. Or, yeah. if it's really bad, you... Give it a big dunt on the side. No. <laughs> run the lid under the hot tap, which expands the metal lid and makes it easier to screw mm-hmm. off. Yeah. So, so I've, I've never had that work, so I know that tip, and the physics makes sense. It does. But I've never had it actually work. Have you not? No. What, the oh, hot no, tap? I've, I've hot done tap. I've, done, okay. I've had hot tap work. Have you done rubber band? 
No, I've never had a, recalcit- a sufficiently recalcitrant jar. You're strong, manly forearms well, give exactly. you the strength, whereas my yeah. my my willowy and graceful forearms <laughs> don't uh, don't allow me such. Yeah, yeah honestly, next time you know a really old scabby jar of jam that you're just hankering for at the bottom of the fridge and you just can't quite <laughs> crank it off. Elastic band round the rim of the lid. Brilliant. It is. Yeah. I think we've convinced Connie on this one. Only on that one, because I already do it. I think Connie was pre-convinced. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. I think Connie's grandma wrote that one in. Probably. Right, here's another one. Vacuum cleaner. When the flexible tube of the vacuum cleaner becomes leaky through use, don't discard it. Buy an inside tube for a bicycle tyre, put it across the air valve, pull rubber tube over flexible tube, cut lengths to suit, and seal the ends with adhesive tape. A first-class service can still be had for years. James Y. Davidson, 5 Sycamore Place, Dundee. Guys, I don't know where to start. I like on that. this. I really do. A leaky tube. Is that what I said? A leaky it did say leaky vacuum. You can, you can imagine that because the, the plastics in those days they did perish. Uh, they got, they did. got a, bit, a bit elderly and they'd be a bit brittle, <laughs> a it bit did, wrinkly, yeah. a bit wrinkly. <laughs> it comes crap. to us all, Con. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then and you find you've got holes in yourself. Got <laughs> 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 a leaky tube. <laughs> However, I absolutely love that. You pull the rubber inner tube of an old bicycle uh, tyre on, you seal it at both ends, and this gives much more... It does make sense. For um, years. For years. Not just a few months, years. I'm willing to bet that you two young whippersnapper throwaway culture types Mm. would go out and buy... I don't know what part it is that's leaking. Vacuum. So it depends what kind of vacuum cleaner you've got, I guess. Uh, Dyson. No, I don't mean the brand. Oh. I mean, what (laughs) style. But... It used to be the case that you had a, a suki bit mm-hmm. on the end of a long flexible tube that would then attach no, to the... That would then leak. Would then leak, yes. Absolutely. Tube would leak, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I I was all ready to, to poo-poo that, and maybe I should still, because even Get though it was written in by team. a man, um, maybe he was trying to put on ears as well. But I did like the fact that he was saying, you know, through overuse... Yeah, you know, one Hoover's <laughs> ones. I thought he was going to say, "Don't plug it into the light socket." I'm, I'm <laughs> called. Hoover yourself, your high so much mm-hmm. that you've worn out your Hoover. I hate as you should. I hate Hoovering. Do you? Yeah. So I guess so. We, we've learned in this podcast before that you like ironing, hate yeah. Hoovering. Steve, I detest ironing. I'm not so bad on Hoovering. I, I quite like the doing the dishes. Oh, I love doing the dishes. Oh, oh goodness, no, I hate yeah. doing the dishes. I told you about that thing I've got where you put the fairy liquid in the end, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're still waiting to see how long Dish- that honeymoon Dishomatic. period lasts. Well, but I'm on my second one. On her second so, one, Steve. Yeah, I'm nearly on my third that? one. Nearly on my third one. Have you, have you not found a piece of bicycle inner tube to mend it with? What? Not the hoover. The, the clean the thing. Dishomatic. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean you've, just bought, you've, out? you've just bought two? Yeah, they're just disposable. <gasps> I know, it's bad <laughs> plastic, sorry. I'll be swallowed by a whale this time tomorrow. No, it won't be. I'm so just, l- let me I recycle. Let me tell you a story about dishes. Um, when my wife and I lived in London, we were in a small flat, which only had space for one white good, <laughs> uh, one piece of white goods, and um, we put a dishwasher in there. Uh-huh. So we didn't have a washing machine in the flat. My mum was scandalised at this, that we wouldn't have, that we'd, that we'd you know, because doing, doing your dishes, again, it's that old generation thing. Mm-hmm. It's a part of being respectable but it caused so many arguments with my wife and yeah. I that we thought dishwasher let's get a dishwasher and do it that way because there's a laundrette it being 
mm-hmm. you know, suburban London, uh, zone two London. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, the laundrettes. We could take our clothes to the laundrette to get them clean, but there was no, you know, laundrette equivalent for dishes. No, you just had to yeah. do that yourself. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. That's a business venture. That is. Have you noticed there's a new outdoor laundrette in Forfa? Outdoor laundrette. How do you know when were you in Forfa? I visit Forfa on a regular basis. Oh, see, so you diss it. And then here you are. I've never dissed Forfa. Yeah. No, not on recording, outdoor. certainly. Well, no. <laughs> there is an outdoor Yes, there laundrette. is, at the petrol station. Yes, there is. Across the road. How, do you, how does a laundrette be outdoors? It's uh, it's, it's like washing machines. Effect. It's like um like a tyre pressure thing. You put money out, you set your washing in, go away for 45 minutes, come back, boom, done. But it's, so it's just like a laundrette, but there's no ceiling. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's no staff. It's just a do-it-yourself sort of, yeah. like a car wash. Yes. I also quite like the idea of having a business that was a sort of laundrette come cafe. Oh, yeah. That so you idea. Could put your laundry you in and then, you know, book. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A nice single Rather estate. Rather than just sitting mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. When, I, when we were in Italy, we used the laundrette a few times because we sort of travelled about and it was boring. See what they do in like Friends See and young stuff, people these it, days, Steve, they don't know the value of boredom <laughs> when I, well, No, like you know in Friends and it's all, oh it's quite romantic Oh he washed my underwear and all that crap Like that's not how it works at all No, it's, no, it's, it's, quite, it's quite tedious Although I I confess I do quite like that sort of slight sense of tedium Especially if I've got a podcast to listen to Well yes, <laughs> that's why we're here An inquiring active mind should never be bored Should be able to amuse itself the woman in the laundrette, they didn't speak English. I was sitting there on my own. Well, you're there to amuse yourself. Anyway, before we, before we move on, I've got a couple of good ones that I want to tell you about. Okay. Tool holder. Two or three small holes drilled through the topmost step of household steps make handy parking for a screwdriver, gimlet, etc. when working at higher up jobs such as cutting rails. That's parking. James <laughs> Martin, 20 Bearford Drive, Glasgow. Now that's a good idea. Yeah, fair enough. Parking. Like that's that. funny. And what's a gimlet? It's for making holes. It's a really delicious drink. <laughs> I thought it was a part of a turkey. It's a giblet. Oh. A gimlet is for making holes through things that don't like don't naturally have holes in them. Like an like all. Uh, yes, an all. Through leather. You would make belt. Oh like holes oh yeah, like a, a, a hole stamp. Yeah. Bradley. It's kinda like that. Yeah. It's for Oh, I've just realized poking. Um, I knew the word Braddle, B-R-A-D-A-W-L. I know the word all, A-W-L. Those must be, one must be a contraction of the other. Um, I think Braddle, B-R-A-D-D-L-E. Let's find out. Let's find out, Connie. What? You have that phone g- oh. giggle, what's Google. it called? Google. Google. <laughs> you Steve. Right, wait. Right. What's well, the well, word? You, you, Bra... I think it's B-R-A... This is tedious radio. I'm Bra- so sorry. <laughs> Bradley Cooper? Oh, Braddle Tool. Oh, it's bra, bra doll. Spelled? B-R-A-D-A-W-L. Yeah. You're right, Chris. Twice ah. Chris has been correct in one episode. Take that, dino. Frustrating. <laughs> Next right. step. Fishing guide. Wind from the north, fish rise short. Wind from the east, fish bite the least. Wind from the south, fish take it in the mouth. <laughs> Wind from the west, fish bite best. That's from Miss Julia Pike oh, of Elmbank, Bonhill, Alexandria. Um, <laughs> you think this is a wine though? <laughs> yes. You think? I think nominative determinism can only take you so far. Do do you get better fishing results at the west coast? No, it's no, when the, the wind the is in the west. The wind. Oh, I was thinking an area. 
No, okay. no. You think fish have fashions for being caught, depending <laughs> on where they live. Yeah. It's to do with the wind. That's nonsense. That sounds quite bizarre. Okay. I like how her name was Pike. Me too, which is somewhat suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to see. If you have an electric point in a dark corner, paint round the edge of the pinholes with white paint. This makes it easier to insert a plug. Mrs. M. Gilmer, 21 LH Park, Peebles. Does that work? Yeah, except I would use glow-in-the-dark paint. Ooh, yeah. A luminous. Right. We're going to end, Neon. We're going to end on an odd note. Okay. As Not quite have. as odd as the fishing. <laughs> electric plugs. There is always a danger of slackening electric wall fittings through time if the plugs are stiff to insert. Vaseline, or any oh. lubricant applied to prongs of plugs, helps to prevent this. Mrs. D.M. McGregor, Holborn View, Thurzo. Oh, what, she's a numpty, I wonder what electrician would make of this. Oh, yeah, Mr. Electrician, electrician from Glasgow. Aberdeen. Oh, Glasgow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're just two big towns. Yeah. That, that's rather risky, isn't it? That's, that's deeply, deeply suspicious. Yeah. She's I mean, a thrill seeker. I mean, it's it's, it's petroleum jelly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the the clue is yeah. in the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be putting anything with the word petroleum anywhere near a plug. No. No. Although it would probably work. I mean, it would work in the sense that it would make the, it would, it would make the plug easier to... Might be a no, bit no, it's been it's chemicals me. and plugs. It would, it would work to, in the sense of make the plug easier Don't try to this in. at home, folks. But it would... It would I, ooh, terrible idea. I've never had that problem. No. Right. Is, that a, is that a modern day thing? Probably not. I don't know. I think you should perhaps rename this podcast <laughs> 50 Ways to Die in the West <laughs> of Dundee. Uh, Steve, before we finish... Does that not knock your confidence? Those last two tips? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. Nothing can knock my confidence in the readers of the Sunday Post and the reputation of the Sunday Post as the best newspaper the world has ever seen in history, ever. Um, if it's in the Sunday Post, it is true. If it's written by a Sunday On Post that reader, note. it's reliable. <laughs> Are you sure? I've got my I'm sure face on, Look. Yeah, oh yes, we can all see. On that note, I think that's enough for this episode. Join Steve, Chris and me next episode for more genius or possibly madness from households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us in Scotland today. See you soon. If you know anyone who enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know they can subscribe for free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts, or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as Steve said, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code VINEGAR at checkout until 20th November 2019. Check the episode notes for details and terms.